in today's show. We're looking ahead to Saturday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're looking ahead to Saturday. There are seven games on in the NBA. We're going to talk about those games. We're going to talk about streaming. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. First game is the Celtics taking on the Detroit Pistons. Al Horford's production of late has been much better. The minutes are up. They're going with a tight rotation. Maybe they'll get a bit more, a few more players into it in this one if this one turns into a blowout. But it might not. Detroit's been playing better. But we want to watch Al Horford and Grant Williams do because they, along with Rob Williams, are the three guys they are playing in the front court. Al is a 12-team league guy at the moment, and Grant is a 14-team league player at the moment, putting up some really, really strong numbers. I want to see if Grant can continue. He has improved significantly. And honestly, if you want to be honest about what the most improved player is or who it should be, he, he should be in the mix. He hasn't ascended the, as much as Darius Garland or Ja Morant, but he's gone from a player where yeah, Celtics fans would have been going, well, why is this guy on the roster? To like, holy shit, he's actually a very, very good rotation player. And when he starts, we don't really miss a beat. And that's huge improvement. For the Pistons, I want to watch Killian Hayes because I thought, again, he showed some flashes defensively with his passing. The shooting, I don't think it's ever going to be there. The scoring, I don't think it's ever going to be there. But I want to watch to see whether your mate, Dwayne Casey, actually gives him the minutes over Corey Joseph. He did last game, 25 to 23. But will that be a consistent thing? And then I also want to watch the Flamin' Galar, Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flamin' Galars. Stewart got into some foul trouble last game, had limited minutes, and that meant more minutes for Marvin Bagley. Do they go back to those 30 minutes a night for Stewart? He is, I think, at this point, a 12-team league player, but it's Dwayne Casey. I guess anything can happen, can't it? The next one we look at is the Raptors and the Hawks. Not great news for Toronto, with the word being that OG Ananobi has that fracture in his finger. We don't have a timetable on him. I would assume minimum of two weeks, maybe up to four which is obviously not ideal. And if it is four, we don't know yet. If it is four, then it is hard to hold because that's fantasy playoffs, of course. With him out, they will probably start Kem Birch, would be the guess. There'll be more minutes for Kem, more minutes for Boucher, more minutes for Thad. Thad and Boucher are the guys who become more 12-team viable. But it's just as likely that all four of those guys, including the big sneeze, Precious Achua, all just get small enough bumps that it doesn't actually matter. I think 24 for Thad and 24 for Boucher, though, makes them 12-team league players. 24 for Birch does not. So they would be the guys to take a look at. For the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich has been playing very, very well. The shooting is sensational at the moment. I think he's a bit of a sell high because of that. But he's playing at a super high level. DeAndre Hunter left the last game due to illness. We don't know whether he will play. And Johnny Collins is... Yeah, Questionable, I guess, to play in this one. And with him out, you'd look at Danilo Gallinari, who put up some really interesting numbers the last couple of games without Collins, and he becomes a really good stream guy if Johnny does happen to be sidelined once more. 
the Wizards and the Cavs. That's the next game we're going to take a look at. It is a back-to-back for Washington. Do we actually get the fabled Kristaps Porzingis? Porzingis. Does he play? What do they do at center? Does Thomas Bryant play? Bryant is questionable for Friday with the ankle soreness. How does Daniel Gafford look in this situation? There's a lot of questions there. And then what do they do at point guard? We'll get more answers after Friday. But is it Neto or Smith? Because again, as I said the other day, it was Neto, Neto, Neto. Then it was Smith. So very hard to know. And if Porzingis does play, how does that impact Denny Avdia, who's been carving out a pretty solid role? 30 minutes in four of his last five games before Friday. Some really solid production. But Porzingis' potential performance, arrival, whatever, it's going to have some sort of an impact on everybody on the roster, I think. For the Cavs, Darius Garland is out. Rajon Rondo is out. So it has to be Brandon Goodwin time. And that makes him a very interesting stream option. It also helps the value, with Levert also sidelined, of Larry Markin, who will take a lot more shots. I also want to watch Kevin Love, because he was atrocious last game, and you probably can consider dropping him. But Goodwin's going to be very interesting to watch with both of those point guards and Karis Levert on the sidelines, because, of course, Levert can fill in as a uh, point guard at any point. But if you're looking to cut down on your subscriptions, there's just too many of them sometimes. We sign up for things. We don't even remember signing up for them. Truebill is here to help. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Saving money is the theme of today's show because if you want parts for your car, why would you go to a local chain auto parts store? It's just a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of mental energy. Why don't you go to rockauto.com, an online family business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts? Rockauto.com has everything you need for your car or truck, whether that be brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. So head to rockauto.com and find all those parts for your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Next game is the Spurs and the Heat. Back-to-back for San Antonio. I want to watch Keldon Johnson, who prior to the break was playing much better and starting to put up some really solid numbers. Can he continue that form? I also want to watch Zach Collins. Does he get any minutes next to Jakob Pertl? Because at this point, it's strictly been as a backup to Jakob, and that obviously is not going to cut it for 12 or 14 team leagues. I know a lot of people were very hyped to add him. I don't really know why, but a lot of people were. Um, But he's playing like 18 minutes a night, and that's just not going to cut it. For the Miami Heat, it's a back-to-back for them as well. Tyler Hero is playing. Will he play on the Saturday? I don't know. What do we get out of Duncan Robinson? This is the yeah, placeholder for the minutes for Robinson and Vincent and Martin and Struess. Who misses out? Does someone sit out completely? Do they all just play 18 minutes or 21 minutes? Can Robinson push to 30? Probably not. He played 37 last game, but he hadn't topped 25 in the three prior to that. So he's sort of all over the shop. Well, Bam Adebayo is playing at a much higher level since returning from his thumb injury. Let's hope he keeps that up. The defensive stats are up. He's playing really, really well at the moment. Oh, Bam Bam. The Grizzlies and the Bulls. De'Anthony Melton, he's only playing like 21 minutes a night. 
but they've been pretty good minutes. Top 100 player over the last two weeks, and the production's strong. Is there any chance he gets more than those minutes? Absolutely no way, given the way that Taylor Jenkins has always run things. But the important thing is whether he can keep that level of production up. I would look at him more as a steals specialist streamer sort of player, but there is 12-team value in him at the moment. I also want to watch Ja Morant, who we know hurt himself last game with that hip. Return to action, but there is soreness that might prevail here. Ja has also been struggling a little bit with his shooting numbers after being red hot to start the season. So just something to watch as some of the stuff has cooled off a bit. The counting stats are still great. But some of his percentages have cooled off, and now he's dealing with the hip. So we just want to see how the uh, the impact is there. For the Chicago Bulls, I want to watch Ayo Desunmu, who played really well on Trey Young. Will he do the same to Ja Morant in this game? He's going to have really strong minutes over Kobe White. I think that's a guarantee. And he is a 12-team league guy for the foreseeable future. And also, for deeper leagues, you want to watch Tristan Thompson. Now, he came out of the gates cracking in his first one for um, the Bulls. 13 minutes against the Hawks, got to the line, didn't miss a shot. It was great. I don't expect... Anything along those lines for Tomo. But let's watch what his production looks like and what his role looks like as we move forward. For Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving will return in this game. Of course, it's it's a road game. So Kyrie will be back. What does that do for players like the Shark, Bruce Brown? There is no Ben Simmons or Kevin Durant, but Goran Dragic might play. So the value there on Brown might be a little iffy. I'd also want to see what Dragic's role is. Is he strictly a backup behind Kyrie? How much do they play together? That's going to be very intriguing as well. And then the centers, do they run four of them again? It sounded like they were going to take Griffin out of the rotation, but there's Drummond, Aldridge, and Claxton still. Does Drummond get more than 25? It seems pretty unlikely. What does Aldridge's playing time look like? It's just a mess, and I feel like it's going to be a consistent mess. For the Bucks, no update at this point on their injury report. I expect Grayson Allen to play and play pretty good minutes and be at least a 12-team option. But watching what his playing time looks like next to George Hill, who should play, and Wesley Matthews will be interesting. And do they find room for Jordan Wara, who played 35 minutes in the game before the break and 24 and 26, the two before that? What does Nwora's role look like if Allen and Hill play? Does Nwora even get into the game? He can be at least a stream option if they're out but I'm not sure he's even going to play if those guys are healthy. So that is uh, something for us to watch. The last game of the day we're going to look at is the Kings and the Nuggets. For Sacramento, can any one of those shooting guard type players break out? There's Justin Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Jeremy Lamb, and Davion Mitchell. None of them played 30 minutes last game. Actually, not true. Mitchell got to 30 just. So I want to watch him. He's not a particularly good fantasy player. He did thrive when he was playing 35 a night next to Tyrese Halliburton and getting a lot of usage, but that's just going to be hard to do in this situation. And I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, but watching how they distribute those minutes will be interesting. While Mo Harkless, his last four games, 30 minutes, 18 minutes, 30 minutes, 13 minutes. No rhyme, nor reason, no pattern. His, I don't care about him for fantasy, really, but him playing 30 minutes limits those guards. Him playing 13 opens up more minutes for those guards. They also weirdly DNP'd uh, Chemezi Metu. At least you got those 13 minutes out of Mo Harkless, so that was really important. So how they run the Harkless, Metu, Trey Lyles rotation, whatever they want to do, will be very intriguing. For the Nuggets, it was great. From from Will Barton last game, does he keep that up? Not that level, but I think he's going to be solid enough around that 30-minute mark. And then we also want to watch Jeff Green. My name is Jeff. Who we still unfathomably rostered in a decent percentage of 12-team leagues. 
If Zeke Naji is out, Green's minutes should push up. I also want to watch Naji if he's available to play. At this point, we don't know whether he's there, but how does Green go with Green and Naji and Cousins and how do they distribute those minutes across the front court? That's going to be something for us to watch, but I don't need to watch Bilt Bar because I know what Bilt Bar is. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's jam-packed full of protein, 17 grams in each bar usually. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of cut neck carbs, four grams of sugar. Yeah, that's the other word I was looking for. Forgot it. And the flavors are amazing. Why would you reach for a candy bar? This is going to be unhealthy for you. When you can get a Built Bar, the high protein and low calories is a great combination. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and save 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at some stream options for the weekend on the back-to-back -back Saturday, Sunday. We've got Grant Williams, who I talked about already. Kelly Linick. Two games for the Pistons. Killian Hayes there as well. Jeff Green, the big stiffy Bones Highland. Corey Joseph, MC Hamadou Diallo. Bryn Forbes and Marvin Bagley. So a lot of Pistons, a lot of Nuggets, Celtics players. They're the guys that we're looking at across this back-to-back. -back. If we just want to look at Saturday's action, Thad Young's a really solid ad. Bruce Brown, Grant Williams, Javante Green, Onyeka Okongwu, Dante DiVincenzo, PJ Tucker, Justin Holiday, Danilo Gallinari, Serge Ibaka. For deeper leagues, all of those names, but add in Kim Birch, Rajon Rondo. Actually, don't add in Rajon Rondo because he's out. I made this list before that news came through. Rondo's out, so Brandon Goodwin moves into that spot. Goodwin's probably also a 12-team league stream option. James Johnson, Isaac Okoro, Jeremy Lamb, Killian Hayes, Rui Hachimura, Tyus Jones, Bones Highland, and Corey Joseph. And in points leagues, we're looking at Thad Young, DeAnthony Melton, Bruce Brown, Cam Thomas, Javante Green, James Johnson, Denny Avdia, Dante DiVincenzo, Davion Mitchell, and Marvin Bagley. And that will do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.